The following recording is from the previous cycle. Today's daf is Kedushin daf Nun Vav, and we are two lines from the bottom on daf Nun Hey Omid Beis So the Mishnah on daf Nun Beis Omid Beis discussed Hamekadesh Bechelka, a koyin that's entitled to Matnus Kahuna, he's entitled to meat from different carbonists that were brought in the base of Mikdash and decides to be Makadish and Isha with that boss. So the Mishnah said, very straightforward, Bain Kachi Kadashim, Bain Kachim Kalim. It doesn't matter what level of Kedusha the carbon is of. Either way, Aina Mikudesh. And the Gemara said that even according to Yesiak Lili, who ordinarily maintains a Chiddush and Shas, that Kachim Kalin is considered mum and hedyet, that's only mechayim while the animal is still alive. The Mishnah is discussing an animal that already had shechita, kabbalah, hilach, and zrika. The avodah Saddam was already done. At that point, even Rabbi Yosei Aglili agrees that even kachim kalim is mum and gavaya. It's for that reason the koyen who decides to be mekadosh anisha using that meat cannot be Mekadosh Anisha. It's no different than Gezel. It's no different than anything else. It doesn't belong to him. You need to own the money if you're going to use it as Kesel of Kedushin. From there, the Mishnah went on to discuss how Mekadosh B'maysa Sheni and a Mekadosh B'hektosh. And whereas a Mekadosh B'chelkoi B'kotshi Kedosh and B'kotshim Kalim is very straightforward, how Mekadosh B'maysa Sheni and a Mekadosh B'hektosh is anything but straightforward. Specifically, what we need for this morning's staff as a segue into the Gemara was a Mekadosh B'maysa Sheni said, Whether the husband knew or didn't know, whether she knew or didn't know, it doesn't matter. Either way, the halacha is loy kiddush. Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda argued. Rabbi Yehuda says, If they didn't know, then in fact, loy kiddush. But if both husband and wife both were aware of the fact that this kedushin was taking place with kesef kedushin that was meiser sheni, the halacha is that the kedushin will be chal. What's the beer in the machlokes? So we saw the last daf and a half where the Gemara discussed this machlokes remain Rabbi Yehuda as follows. It's a machlokes yisoidi in the nature of meiser sheni. Rameir holds that meiser sheni is like hektish. It's like mom and gavaya. Being that it's like hektish, it doesn't belong to the owner of the Maisasheni. Just like you don't own your hektish, it's now mom and gavaya, so too you don't own your Maisasheni. If you don't own your Maisasheni, you can't be Mekadosh and Isha with it. Just like you can't be Mekadosh Bechelkoi, Ben Kachi Kadashim Kachim Kalim, so too you can't be Mekadosh and Maisasheni. It doesn't belong to you. So it doesn't matter if it was a Shaykh, if it was a Mazit, either way, like Kiddush. Rabbi Yehuda argues. Rabbi Yehuda says that although Maisasheni maybe has certain attributes like hektish, but it's not hektish. And being that it's not hektish, it's really Chulin, it's mom and head yet. If it's mom and head yet, a man should be able to be Mekadesh with Maishashani and therefore Bemezid Kidesh. It's only Beshoigig like Kidesh. And the Gemara said because it's a Savara of Mekach Tois. What was the Mekach Tois? So it was a Shailah. Is it only she that? wouldn't have agreed to the Kedushin had she known that it was Maisa Shani. Perhaps he wouldn't have agreed either. He would have never wanted to be Makadish in this way. But the point is that at the crux of the Machlekes between Ramey and Rabbi Yehuda is a Shailah of how we view Maisa Shani. Is Maisa Shani moment hektish, in which case you can never be Makadish with Maisa Shani? Or is it moment hektish, in which case really you should be able to, stating that Rabbi Yehuda says, kidesh, because of Mekach Tois. On that note, a little more about Maisa Shani. So we're all familiar with the basic law of Maisa Shani. If somebody has Maisa Shani, he has to take it up to Yerushalayim and eat the Maisasheni in Yerushalayim. What if it's going to be too difficult for him to go to Yerushalayim? Meaning, he'll go at some point, but 
until he gets there, the Paris that he has will spoil, etc. So there's a parish in the Torah of being poida Maisa Shani. The Torah says, you could take the Mois money that you designate, transfer the Kedusha from the Paris Maisa Shani onto that money. Money doesn't spoil. When you have an opportunity to go up to Yerushalayim, you'll take the money, and with the money, you'll buy things in Yerushalayim. The point is you're transferring the Kedusha from the Paris on to the money. What if you transfer the Kedusha from the Paris to the money, and now you want to take the money and transfer the Kedusha from it to other money? You could do that. You can buy things with the money, and by doing that, the Kedusha essentially will transfer from the thing that you bought or the thing that you transferred the money to, from the money itself, meaning the money itself will go l'chulin when you're paid to the money, just like the payers, the original payers, Ma'isasheni went l'chulin when you were paid to the payers. Stating that you're not allowed to buy anything you want. It's not like you're free to do anything you want with the payers, Ma'isasheni, and that's what this bryce is coming to address. Tanu Rabban and Ein Loichem Behema Bemois Ma'isasheni. If you have Mois Ma'isasheni, meaning you were paid the payers, Ma'isasheni, the kedushas now on the money. Now you have this money. You want to go buy a behema, so it's a bryce. You're not allowed to do that. And the reason you're not allowed to buy a behema, Rashi says, is twofold. Number one, it could be it's a dindai raisa, because it says, which would seem to imply that anytime you're paid the whether you're being paid the payrois, or whether you're being paid the ma'is, it always has to go onto money, not onto a behema. Alternatively, Rashi says, it could be it's more of a svara de rabbanon, because if you're going to now transfer the kedusha from the ma'is ma'isasheni onto the behema, you're outside of Yerushalayim. The behemoth now you're going to have to take up to Yerushalayim. It's difficult enough to take payers to Yerushalayim. To have to take an animal up to Yerushalayim, that's certainly going to be complicated. And Rashi says, There's a good chance that the animal is going to become weak as a result of the travel. And it's going to cause Maisasheni to lose out. So the halacha is, Incidentally, the first two words of Rashi, that I glossed over are really the most important words, Chutzli Yerushalayim. Obviously, this is outside of Yerushalayim, because when you're in Yerushalayim, the whole purpose of the money is now actually to go and buy carbonas and, and to buy behemoths. Outside of Yerushalayim, where there's still a trip, a journey that's going to have to take place, there the luck is, He says the price of let's say you did buy it, if you did it unknowingly, meaning you had no idea that the money was Maiseh Sheni, Yachsur Damalim Kaima. So then the Allah is, we assume that it's a Mekach Tais. You wouldn't have bought a Behema had you known that you were using Mois Maiseh Sheni. We unwind the transaction. Bemezid, if however you did a Bemezid, the Allah is Talib, then the Mekach is Chal. So Beshoigig, not, but Bemezid, yeah, meaning the Kedusha transfers from the Mois Maiseh Sheni onto the Behema, even though you weren't supposed to do it. But if you did a Bemezid, it's effective, and now you have to treat it like Maisa Shani. You have to take the behema and bring it up to Yerushalayim. The only time it's true that if you bemazed bought the behema which you weren't supposed to buy, the halacha is the transfer is effective, and now you have to treat the behema as if it's Maisa Shani. That's only if the mazed was you had in mind to really treat it like Maisa Shani. So you weren't supposed to be paid the money onto. A behemoth, even for the right reasons, even to take the behemoth, bring it up to Yerushalayim, and treat it like a regular behemoth that was bought with Mois Maizajani. 
you weren't supposed to do it. If you did it, then But let's say when you were mazed, you were going to do the wrong thing. You weren't even going to treat the behemoth as if it was Maizasheni. You're a bad guy. You were going to do something that you really weren't supposed to do. Then says Rabbi Yehuda, Ben Shoigig, Ben Mezid, Yachsru Dabamum Kaimum. Then Mezid is like a Shoigig. And just like if you were a Shoigig, this is part of Mekach Tois. We unwind the transaction. The Mekach is not Chal. So the Moicher has to give back the money. And the Loikeach has to give back the behemoth. If you were amazed in the naughty sense, you were going to do the wrong thing, the same is going to be true. You're going to have to give back the money, and he's going to have to give back the behemoth. So what's the Gemara's cash, and why are we talking about this here in the Sechtas Kedushan at the end of Perak Ishmaqadish? Because the Gemara is now going to ask a kasha from this Shittas Rabbi Yehuda in the Brisa to Rabbi Yehuda in our Mishnah. Now we learned Rabbi Yehuda in the Mezid Kiddush. The Rabbi Yehuda is of the opinion that Maisa Shem is mom and head. And it's for that reason that only... If someone's Mekadish be Mois, Maiser Sheni, the halacha is the Kedushin Zanchal. But if he does it be Mezid, the Kedushin is Chal. What's the Gemara's Kasha? Why, if you do it be Mezid, is it Chal? Why don't you say that just like if somebody bought be Mezid with Mois, Maiser Sheni, a Behemoth, which is something that he's not supposed to do, if he did it with the wrong intentions, the halacha is that the Chachamim unwound the transaction. Incidentally, Rashi says the reason the Chachamim did it was because of a knas. You weren't supposed to do it, so now we're not going to allow it to go through. So just like the Chachamim said that we're not going to let that Mekach go through, so, so too, if someone's Mekadesh b'mois ma'isasheni, we should unwind that as well. We should say that that's not supposed to happen. So the Gemara immediately answers the question, Exactly, we're all thinking that. Who said they were doing anything wrong? No one said anything was happening wrong. In the Brisa, Rabbi Yehuda said, we're talking about someone that was mischaven to be the onto and I treat the behemoth as if it was Maishasheni. See, he's clearly violating the laws of Maishasheni. It's for that reason that we give him a knas. But if someone's Makadash and Yishu of Mois Maishasheni, so Enochinami, the Mois, now has Kedushas Maishasheni, but who says that the woman wasn't intending on treating it like Maishasheni? Maybe she was going to treat it like Maishasheni. Maybe she had every good intention to take the money and bring it up to Yerushalayim. So if Yehuda does hold that if somebody goes out of his way and engages in a transaction with Maishasheni with the intent to defile Maishasheni, we give him a knas. And we tell him that the transaction is not chal. But why should you assume that a Makadash and Isha b'mois ma'isasheni falls into that category? And the reason we don't assume it is because Isha yedas she'en mois ma'isasheni m'schal on yodah. Meaning the Gemara's teretz is predicated on one hanacha. And that is, the assumption is that a woman knows, she's familiar with the laws of ma'isasheni. If she's not familiar with the laws of ma'isasheni, then certainly she's going to defile it. She doesn't know the halachas. But says the Gemara, Amr Abelaz, Isha yedas. Why should you assume she doesn't know? I can't you assume she does know. It was amazing. She knew it was Mois Maisajani. She knows that's how she's getting married. And she also knows that the Mois maintains its Kedusha even after the Kedusha. And so she presumably is going to do the right thing. As a result, there's no reason to give her a knas. But says the Gemara, If somebody tries transferring mois, maisasheni, onto a non-kosher animal, or onto an evident karka, where the haloch is, the other miyedeya, 
Number one, it's the halacha. And everyone knows the halacha. Again, we live in a world where there's no maiseshene. We don't live in a world with maiseshene. But once upon a time, these were very basic halachas, just like we know Erechayim, because everyone has to know what to do every single day of their lives. Once upon a time, people knew these halachas. So the halacha is, and everyone knows the halacha, that you can't be paid maiseshene onto a behemoth meya, or onto an evet, or onto karka, even in Yerushalayim. And what's the halacha? But tonight we learned to the Mishnah, in loichem behemoth meya v'alem karkois with moiz maiseshene. You're not allowed to buy a behemoth meya v'alem karkois with moiz maiseshene. And let's say you did buy. So the halach is we give them a knas. The moicher gets a knas. Yoichal, or the loikeach gets a knas. The halach is yoichal kenegdom. The person that used the mois, maiseshini, to buy something he wasn't supposed to buy, the behemoth meya, the evet, or the karka, now has to take money that's the equivalent thereof to the money that he spent to buy the things he wasn't supposed to buy, put it aside, and treat it as if it was mois maizajene. And the reason we make him do that is because we're concerned that the moicher, who now has the money, is not going to treat the money as if it's mois maizajene. And being that he's not going to treat it as if it's mois maizajene, what's going to end up happening is, is that we're defiling mois maizajene. And the keach was involved in something that he wasn't supposed to do, we give him a knas. The knas is, set aside money that's equivalent to what you were defiling, that's going to be your knas. But what's the Gemara's kasha? The kasha is that why are we assuming that Mois Maiseshani is going to be defiled? Why don't we say that Adam Yedeya, everybody knows, She'ein Mois Maiseshani that there was no transfer of Kedusha, so the Moicher knows that the Mois, that originally was Mois Maiseshani, is still Mois Maiseshani. It didn't transfer onto the Behemoth Meya, onto the Eved, onto the Karka, and therefore he's going to treat it like Mois Maiseshani. And if the Moicher is going to treat it like Mois Maiseshani, nothing wrong is happening. So why are we giving a knas to the lekeach? Just like Rebbe Loza said, Isha Yodas. So if someone's Mekadosh in Isha with Mois Maiseshini, where there was no chilol, there was no pidyon in the Mois Maiseshini onto the Isha because of the Kedushan. So the Kedusha on the Mois is still there. But we assume the woman knows that because everyone knows you can't be Mechal Mois Maiseshini with Kedushan and there's no reason to give a knas. And that's why Rebbe Yehuda, who did give a knas when somebody bought a behemoth with Mois Maizashani Chutz Yerushalayim. Did not give a knas in our mission. He said, Bemezit Kidesh. So why don't you say the same exact svara, Adam Yedeya, and why are we giving a knas over here to the Loikech? So the Gemara says, Elo, so from here, Rashi includes a few words here to give us Pashim Shad in the Gemara. It's Muchach from that Mishnah that we don't say a svara of Adam Yedeya. As much as people should have known the halachas of Mois Maizashani, they didn't all know the halachas of Mois Maizashani. And it's for that reason, it's very possible that if someone's Makadash and Isha, with Mois Maizashani, she's not going to realize that the Kedusha didn't leave the Mois. She may think that it did leave the Mois and she's going to treat it as if it's Mois Chula. Just like we're concerned when somebody sells a behemoth meya, evet v'karka, gets Mois Maizashani in return, that he's going to think that perhaps the Kedusha of the Mois Maizashani transferred over to what he sold and therefore the money that he has is chula. If that's the case, so there is a chashash when someone's makadash and yishev amazed that maybe the woman is now going to use the money for chulin, perhaps he's defiling Mois Maizashani, why didn't Rabbi Yehuda the Shitasai give a knas? Because we weren't talking about a regular, ordinary woman. We're talking about a Rebetzin, an Isha Chavera, 
a woman that went to the right seminaries, she knows the halachas. You're right. The average woman doesn't know the halacha. The average man doesn't know the halacha. But an isha chavera, a chosh of a woman, she knows. And being that it's a chosh of a woman, in his particular case, there was no chash that maybe the moist ma'ezashenu was going to be used for the wrong reasons. So for that reason, there was no knas. Omar mar im lokach yoichal kinegdon. Va'amai yachzeru domov limkoimom kihosom. So we had two cases here in this short Ahmed where the Gemara discussed the case where somebody did the wrong thing with Moise Maiseshani. He bought something he wasn't supposed to buy. The first case was somebody bought a behemoth with Moise Maiseshani. It was a kosher animal, which is incidentally what you're supposed to do with Moise Maiseshani. The problem is you're supposed to buy it in Yerushalayim. He bought it outside of Yerushalayim. It's something that you're not supposed to do. We said two reasons in the beginning of the Gemara why you're not supposed to do it. What's the halacha? So Rabbi Yehuda said a chiddish that if you did it with the intent to be moitzi, the mois luchulin, and ultimately not treat the animal as if it's mois maisersheni. So you're somehow bypassing the laws of maisersheni. We give you a knas. What's the knas? We unwind the transaction. That is the knas. The second example where somebody did the wrong thing with mois maisersheni was somebody bought a behematmeya, an evan or karga. In Yerushalayim, that's also something that you're not supposed to do. If you went and you did it b'nezid, so the Allah is again, there's a knas. What's the knas? A different type of knas. Yoichel kinegdom. The Lekeach has to set aside an equal amount of money to the money that he used for the wrong reason, and he has to treat that as if it was Mois Maizusheni. So we have two examples where somebody bought something he wasn't supposed to buy with Mois Maizusheni. In both cases, there is a scenario where there's a knas, but the nature of the knas is different. In the first case, the knas is we unwind the mekach. In the second case, the knas is the moicher can keep his money. The lekeach keeps whatever it was he bought. But yoichal connect You have to set aside money. The kasha is why two different knasen for essentially the same crime. The halacha should either always be yachzur damavun kaimam or the halacha should always be yoichal kenegdam. And the way the Gemara asks the kasha is the kasha is on the second mishnah. It makes more sense to say yachzur damavun kaimam. It makes less sense to say yoichal kenegdam. Now, one nuance, just to appreciate the Gemara's kasha a little bit better, the Gemara assumes that yachzur damavun kaimam is more of a knas to the moicher than it is to the Legeach. Because the Meicher wants to sell his merchandise more than the buyer wants to buy the merchandise. So when you unwind the transaction, it's actually more of a knas to the Meicher, which we're going to see on Ovid Beis, the Gemara is going to ask as a kasha, if anything, it would make more sense to give a knas to the Lekeach. The Lekeach is the one who took the money that he wasn't supposed to take, and he bought something he wasn't supposed to buy. Yoichal Kenegdom is clearly a knas to the Lekeach. There's no ambiguity there. You're telling the Lekeach, you have to set aside another $100 and treat it as if it's Mois Maishashani. But either way, that's the Gemara's Kasha. There's two people essentially committed the same crime, and yet you're giving them two different punishments, two punishments that are fundamentally different. In one case, where it seemed to be imposing the knas on the meicher, and in the other case, we seem to be imposing the knas on the lekeach, says the Gemara, Omar Shmuel, Shmuel had no way out of this kasha. He said, you know what the teretz must be? Kishabarach. Really, the ideal knas would have been to unwind the transaction. But what if I took Mois Maizashani, Reuven took Mois Maizashani, and he bought a behemoth to me in Yerushalayim. So you're going to say, unwind it. What if you can't find the meicher? Now, Barach is a little dramatic. He ran for his life. The point is that he's not around. And being that he's not here, there's no way to unwind it. So the second best 
thing to do is yoichal kinegnam. Meaning, ideally, enochinami, what you would do is you would just unwind it, but the evet, the guy's not around, that's what we're going to do. Says the Gemara, the time of the Barach, it sounds like the ideal knas would have been yachzerudamah, unwind the transaction. And the only reason, even in the second Mishnah, we're not doing that, is because he's simply not around. If not, who would the knas be imposed on? The meicher. Like we said, unwinding the transaction is primarily a knas to the meicher. It's more of a knas to the meicher than it is to the leikeach. Doesn't it make more sense to impose the knas? Leikeach is the really bad guy. Now you're right. You can't buy something that you're not supposed to buy if somebody doesn't sell you something that he wasn't supposed to sell you. So obviously both Lekech and Meicher were complicit over here, but the Gemara's initial reaction that the primary perpetrator is the Lekech and not the Meicher is certainly well-founded. He's the person that took money he wasn't supposed to take, and he bought something he wasn't supposed to buy, and the Gemara gives an interesting answer and explains it with a mushal. Lav achper ganav elachura. If an achper, a mouse, takes something from the dining room table and brings it into his hole. So who's the Ganev? Is the Achbar the Ganev? Or is the hole the Ganev? So ultimately, it's in the Chor. It's in the hole. And being that it's in the hole, the Gemara says, even though the Achbar is the one that took it, the Chor is really the Ganev. So, so too here. Even though Lorkeach is the one who took the money, and he seems to have initiated it, but ultimately, it's the Meicher. He's the whole. That's where it is right now. But the Gemara says, if you lay Achper, Achur, Maikavit, okay, so this is uh, one of those chicken and egg things. But without the Achper, there wouldn't be a Chor. It would be a hole. There's nothing wrong with a hole. The problem is when there's something there that's not supposed to be there. And who caused that? It, this is all the Achper. Says the Gemara, Mestabra, Kalhecha de Ika, Isura, Hasam Kansina. You don't understand the point. The point is, the reason we're treating this like the Chor is because. Where is the money right now that it's not supposed to be? Wherever it is, that's where we're going to focus the knas. And being that it's the meicher that has the money, like he had it, he spent it, he wasn't supposed to, now it's in the rishus of the meicher, the meicher has it, that's where we're going to focus the knas. Give the money back. If you can't, if he was barach, then we have no choice, but we have to go to plan B. So even though maybe the lekeach could be viewed as the bigger troublemaker in this story, but ultimately, where the money is, follow the money, that's where the knas is going to be focused, and that concludes the Maiseshani portion of Perikah Ishmaqadish, the Mishnah. So in the first Mishnah, well, the Mishnah and Daphne Bez, I'm in Bez, certainly not the first Mishnah. So we had a Makadish Bechelkoi, Ben Kachi Kadashim, Ben Kachim Kalim. We had a Makadish Bemaiseshani, and we had a Makadish Behektish. Says the Mishnah, Makadish Ba'arlo. What if somebody's Makadish, an Isha Ba'arlo? So this took something really simple and, and complicated it. But either way, it was Makadish and Isha. It takes Arlo. What's Arlo? Peiros that grow in Eretz Yisrael, maybe Chutzlaris as well, the first three years of its existence, it's treated as Arla. So if someone's been Kaddish and with Arla, Bikilei HaKeren, that's Kalayim that involves a vineyard. Allah is a more Chamor when it involves a Kerem than if it would just be too ordinary Minim. Beshar HaNiskal, or Ashar that got Skila, Ube'egla Arufa, Betzipari Mitzayra, he took the two birds that the Mitzayr used to bring as part of his Tahira process, who Besar Nazir, or took the hair that the Nazir shaved when he went through his Tahira process of Naziros, or he took the Petachamar, or he took Chulin, that was Shechted in the Azara. The Allah in all these cases is, the Kedushin is not going to be Chal. Now, what do all these things have in common? 
They're all Isurei Hana. These are the lists of things that are considered by Chazal as being Asr Bahana. Orla, Kiliya Kerem, Sharaniskol, Eglarufa, Tsipoyri, Metzaira, Sarnaza, Petachamar, Basav Chal, Chumashish, Lazarus. The Mishnah gave nine examples. There are other things that are Asr Bahamach of Allah Pesach, for example. In Yana de Yoima, example, that's also Asr Bahana. So these are examples, however, of things that are Asr Bahana, and the Mishnah says that anything that's Asr Bahana, a man can't be Makadish and Isha with. Why? They can't have enough from it. How could they be Makadish and Isha with it? In fact, even if he tries to, the halacha is Eina Mikudesh. We'll see more about this in the Gemara. Machron, what if somebody took any one of these respective things mentioned in the Mishnah, things that were Asabana, he sold it, and now he has money in return. Vikidesh, and he took the money that he got in exchange for selling the thing that was Asabana, and he was Makadish and Isha. The halacha is Mikudesh, and the Kedushan is going to be Chal. There's a Chidish in this halacha. The Chiddush is that you don't say that the Isr Hanot transfers from the Erla, for example, unto the money that you sold the Erla for, just like it would if it was Maishashani or if it was Hektish. There's no halacha of Pidyoin. There's no halacha that the Kedusha or the Isr Hanot transfers from the thing that's Asabana onto the thing that you sold it for. As a result, the money is not Asabana. If the money is not Asabana, you could be Makadish and Isha with it. says the Gemara, Ba'arla Minol, how do you know that Erla is Asabana? So clearly implied from the mission is, and Makadish Ba'arla in a Makadish is that Erla is Asabana. says the Gemara, Minol, and the Tiger will enter the Braisa. It says in the parasha of Erla, I'll read the posse from the side. V'chisavoyu ala aretz, unetatem kol eitz meichel. So you're going to come into Eretz Yisrael. You're going to plant a tree. Any eitz meichel. V'araltem or losoi espirioi sholeshonem yielochem areilem lo yiyochel. Now if all the Pasuk wanted to say was that it's Asr Bachila, then it would have just said Lo Yeyachal. Those are the last two words of the Pasuk. But the Pasuk says a lot more. V'araltem arlosoi espiryoi sholoi shonim yielachem areilim and only at the very end Lo Yeyachal. So it says the Gemara at the time we learned to the Bryce areilim Lo Yeyachal. Ain't the other Yisrachila from Lo Yeyachal I know there's an Yisrachila. Hano minayin Shelo Yehanim imenu How do I know there's also an Yisrach Hano? For example Shelo Yehanim imenu You shouldn't have a regular Hano Velo Yitzbaba You shouldn't use it as dye, or you shouldn't take oil from Paris Arlo and use it to create light. It says a few extra words in this Pasik. The rabbi says, cool to teach me that not only is it but it's going to be as well. There's an interesting discussion in the Rishonim. Toysvis asks Akasha, why if someone's Mekadish Ba'arla in a Mekadish Ba'arla in a The point is because it's Asabana. So if it's Asabana, so how could you be Mekadish? It has no value. The problem is, Taisvis says, there's a halacha, it's a Gemara Psachim, Davchav Dalet Amin Beis, a very important Gemara. It's a Gemara that discusses an idea that comes up a lot in the Baiskiv, and that is that even something that's Asabana, you can have Hana from it. As long as you're having enough from it, so if you benefit from it in an unconventional way, so then the Allah is not over the Isra no. It's a Mafura Shigemar. So even something that you're not allowed to benefit from, it just means that you can't benefit from it in the way that people ordinarily benefit from it. But let's say you're going to find some unconventional way of benefiting from this, being that it's there's no Isra no. So that means that at the end of the day, even something that's Isra no has value. Because you could benefit from it, albeit in an 
unconventional way. But at the end of the day, it has value. So if at the end of the day it has value, why then should you not be able to be Mekadosh and Yisrael with Yisrael So Teisvis has a nice discussion over here where Teisvis tries to answer this kasha. The Rishonim, the Ritva, the Rajba, the Ramban, all the other Rishonim say a very straightforward Pasha Teretz Teisvis kasha. The Rishonim say that although the Gemara says in Pesach and Chavdal, that you're allowed to have Hanah from Yisrael Hanah, like Yedarek Hanah that's only Midir Raisa. Midir Rabbanon, however, on the Rabbanon level, there the halacha is, you're not allowed to have Hanah from Yisrael Hanah, even Shalok Yedarek Hanah. The Mishnah Melech, I saw this in the Magia on the Ritva, the Moisad Rav Kuk Ritva, so he brings that the Mishnah Melech, in Hilchus Yisrael Yatairah, says that from the fact that Teisvis didn't answer, so posh, like all the Rishayim answer, it's a right that Teisvis doesn't agree with the Rishayim. And Teisvis took out of that Gemara of Sochen Chavdal and that when the Gemara says, you'll have to have Anah from Yisuri Anosh, like Yedarech Anosan, it means Midday Raisa and even Midday Rabbanon. So Teisvis couldn't answer this Kasha the way the Rishonim answered. In other words, you have a very important Machlekes Rishonim tucked away here in Kedushin, Nun Vav, Amid Beis, where the Rishonim discuss Isuri Hana, Shaloi Kederich Hana, Asan, Midirabonon, Mutter or Asan. Either way, that is the Rishonim's terrace. That although the Gemara says you can't have Anosh like Yedarech Anosan, it's only Midir Raisa, Midir Rabbanan, it's certainly going to be Asan. But the Ritva asks a follow-up question to this. The Ritva says that if Midir Raisa, you are allowed to have Anosh like Yedarech Anosan, so that means that Midir Raisa, the money that the husband gave the woman, is real money. It has value. It's only Midir Rabbanan or not. But Midir Raisa, it does have value. So Frank the Ritva, how did the Rabbanan have a right then to go and be oiker this kedushin and say ena mikudeshes because we hold that you're not allowed to have ano. I feel like to the extent that midday raisa you are allowed to have ano That means midday raisa he gave her cast of kedushin. It's like a regular diamond ring that he gave her. So if midday raisa the kedushin's a good kedushin, how did the rabbanon have a right now to go abi mafkiyah the kedushin? And the ritva says, I'll tell you precedence for my kasha because the halacha is that if someone's mekadesh and isha, he has to have it. What if the Edom are Pasul Edus? Kedushin is not chal. What if the Edom are Koshul Edus Midei Raisa? They're Pasul Edus Midei Rabbanon. So it first says it's a Mufurish Gemara. The Allah is the Kedushin is Because even though Midei Rabbanon, you didn't have Edom, but Midei Raisa, you did have Edom. So being the Midei Raisa, you have Edom, the Kedushin is a Kedushin. So ask Ritva, what's the difference if the Edom are Koshul Midei Raisa, Pasul Midei Rabbanon? We say that being that they're Koshul Midei Raisa, the Kedushin is versus where the Kesef was only Kesef Midei Raisa, it wasn't Kesef Midei Rabbanon. That we don't say that despite the fact that it's Kesemide Raisa, that the Kedushin should be Chal. The Ritfas is a Pash to this to answer this question. And that is Kesef has its value because you can benefit from it. At the end of the day, says the Ritva, you cannot benefit from this Arla. Zolzain, it's Midrabanon. Who cares? It's no different if there was any other external reason that you couldn't benefit it from it. The Ritva says that being that she can't benefit it from it, even though the reason she can't benefit it from it is only Midrabanon, it doesn't matter. But Midday Raisa she could, Mazel Tov, but Lamaisa she can't. And being that she can't, it has no value to her. The point of Isr Hana is to determine does it have value or does it not have value? Can I use it or can I not use it? If the halacha is, if I went to a rub, the rub would say you have to burn it, it's Asabana, you can't benefit it from it, so then there was no 
Kesav Kedushin. I, it's only because of one, sh- who cares what the reason is. At the end of the day, I can't use it. As opposed to Mekadosh Be'edim, to the extent that the Edim are kosher Be'edos, Midei Raisa, that means the Kedushin is Chal Midei Raisa. It's only Midei Rabbonin that the Kedushin is not Chal. The fact that it's not Chal Midei Rabbonin doesn't affect it being Chal Midei Raisa, a very nice lumdus. Be'kileyakem. So the second example of be Mekadesh Bisuriana was Kileaker. So that's Kilayim, where one of the Minim involved is a Karen. Oh, Minolan says, How do you know that Kileaker was also about no? Omar Chiskia, Omar Kro. It's learned out from a Pasik. Again, the entire Pasik reads, Le Sizra Karmachok Kilayim, Pentiktash Hamaleya, Hazera, Ashatizra, Utfuas Akarim. So this is uh, for the more difficult Psukim in the Torah, just to understand. Exactly what's going on, but either way, Chizkiyah took one word out of this pasuk and he said, "I'll tell you where you see in this pasuk that Kalea Kerem is Asubana, because it says Pentikdash. What does Tikdash mean? Pentukad Esh. Tukad Esh means it has to be burned in a fire. And what do you burn in a fire? Something that you can't benefit from. Otherwise, find a way to benefit. Give it to the a non-Jew." Feed it to the dogs. Do something with it. The fact that you have to burn it, so you say, Maris, you can't have any benefit from it. It's also about no. Tiktash means to karesh. Thus you see that kilea kerem is also about ravashi yomar. Pain yia kodesh. Not tiktash miloshin to kadesh. Tiktash miloshin hektish. It's treated like hektish. And just like hektish is also about no. So to kilea kerem is also about no. Freak to gemara. If kilea kerem is like hektish, then why don't we say ima kodesh toifes is dom of v'yotze l'chulin af kilea kerem toifes is dom of if you're treating it like hektish, then it should be all the way like hektish. And there should be halacha pidyon. And the last halacha the Mishnah told us that there is no pidyon by all the cases of Yisuri I now mentioned in the Mishnah, even Kileyakerim. Elamachvarta, it's a raya, that the Makar, how we know that it's Asibahana is not because tiktash means hektish, but tiktash rather means tukaresh. I'll just tell you an interesting Rashi and Chumash. Rashi on this same pasuk, pen tiktash, Rashi says, what does tiktash mean? Kitargumoy, tistoev. It's disgusting. It's like tome. It's something that you're supposed to distance yourself from. So Rashi's taking the word tiktash, and Rashi's interpreting it as tistoev, something you stay away from. It says Rashi... Does that make sense? Hektish is always something that's really kadosh, not something that's tamei, something disgusting. So Rashi says, anything that a person is disgusted with, or anything that a person has to distance himself from. Rashi's lashon is nitav. It's a little sharp. Whether it's for a good reason, or maybe it's for a bad reason. It's something that you're not a allowed to go near because it's usher, it's disgusting. Noifel by Lashon Hektish. Kemoyen Rashi has a Pasuk in Yeshaya, Perik Samachay, Pasuk, hey, Al Tigash be Kikidash Ticha. The Pasuk over there is talking about where there's this relationship where someone is, is, is ugly, is disgusting. Al Tigash be, you know why? Kikidash Ticha. Because you're Kaddish. Because you're Kaddish, yeah. Kaddish, Targum says, means Tistoiv. So it's Usually you think of the word Kedusha or the word Hektish as if it's something that's... Ele- the p- word is not elevation. That is not the source of what Hektish means. It doesn't mean better. It means distant. It means removed. In the context of a Dover Chashev, then you're right. It's Lishvach Kigoyin Hektish. But sometimes it's Lignai, like Rashi says, Kigoyin Dover Aser. That's something interesting. A little rest of the story there. Shor Hanisko Minai. So the next example of Yisrael, I know I mentioned the Mishnah was the Shor Hanisko. So what was the Shor Hanisko? So we'll soon see in great detail in a few weeks. That's a show when we start Mesech Tzbav Kama. But the Shor Hanisko is the Shor that Shtoist. 
three times, four times, more than he was supposed to, and now he's at the point where he's chayev skilo. So the halacha is that the shor haniskal is in it of itself, aser ba'ano. It's aser ba'chilo, it's also aser ba'ano. Says, how do you know? How do you learn to the b'raiso? Mimash b'shenemer from the fact that the Pesach says, sokol yisokol ashor, eni yodeya shenevelehi, venevela asura ba'chilo. So let's see the Pesach inside. Again, on the side. The chiyigash, the chiyigach, if a shar is going to hit either a man or a woman, and the man or woman died, so the Allah is that the shar is chayev skila, meaning we stone the shar, you're now let to eat its meat, so the Gemara's kasha is that why did it have to say, you're now let to eat the meat of the shar, isn't it obvious you're now let to eat the meat of the shar? If sokol yisokol ashar, Naturally, not allowed to eat it. Why? It's in a veil. There was no shechita. Says the Gemara in Mashmash, never sucking sucking ashar. Any edesh in a veil, even a villa, sura bachilam atam, and lemon yachas. Besides, why did the Torah say yachas? Besari, magad luchot. Pasuk is coming to teach me. Shem shach de lachash and igmardino, yasa bachilam. That even if you shechted the shay on this call, had you shechted the shay on this call, thought it's dead. It's talking about after the gemardin, it's a bezdin paskin that it's a shay on this call. It's going to be stoned, but they didn't actually stone it yet. And before they had an opportunity to stone it, you went and you shechted it. So so it had a kosher shechita. It doesn't matter if it was determined that it's a shayan isko. The loch is it's going to be asa bachil. Says the gemara b'anot minay. And how do you know that it's also asa b'anot? Talmud loyma. The pasuk says ubal ashar naki. That's the end of the pasuk. What does ubal ashar naki mean? My mashma shimim medzayim oimer shimim medzayim explain ka'adam shayim lechaveira yatsa ploini naki minachasav. It's as if Reuven would say about Shimon. Oh. Shimon, he's naki minachasaf. He lost all his money. So too, this balashar is going to lose this particular possession of his. He's going to lose the shar. So either way, how do you know that the shar in this goes asabana? Says the Gemara. It's learned out from the words ubalashar naki. Ubalashar naki means iser hana. Says the Gemara. Mimai the high the ain loy bohem hanoshokum. So we said that there's three halachas that the Pasuk say. Number one, that tells me that it's also bachilo. If it had skilo, there was no shechita, it's an available by definition. What's the difference if you put a bullet through its head? Or if you stoned it, if you gave it skilo. Either way, it's poshit that it's going to be also bachilo. V'loyochelas besaroi is coming to teach me that even if you shechted it, so it's going to be also bachilo. Ubalashar noki tells me that it's also Aser behana. Frank the Gemara. You might have lo yochelas besar lecha the shachal achshin igmadinu da aser. How do you know that when it says lo yochelas besar, it's coming to teach me that if you gave it a kosher shchita after the Gemara din, it's aser ba'achila. Again, how did I know that? Because otherwise, what else is lo yochelas besar teaching me? Can't be teaching me that you can't eat the shor when it actually had skila. Because in that case. It's a regular nevelo. Maybe really if you had checked it after the Gemara Din, it would be okay. And maybe when it says it's coming to tell me that there's an Israel even when it had skilo. I the kasha was, it's obvious. Maybe it's not so obvious. Wherever it says in the Torah, it means Israel and it means Israel. Unless the Torah specifically tells you that the Israel does not mean Hana. Meaning usually you would think Israel means Israel. And if the Torah tells you it means Israel, then it also means Anah. 
Rabbi Vo said it's just the opposite. It usually means Isra Achila and Hana, unless the Torah tells you otherwise, then it could meet only in Isra Achila. So the Gemara's kasha is that maybe that's what Loyachal is coming to teach me. Maybe Loyachal is teaching me the Isra. No, then we're going to have to figure out what we do with the Balashar Naki. But either way, how do you know this Chiddush? That if you gave it a kasha, it's still Asr Bachilo. And how do I know that because Loyachal is extra? Maybe it's not extra. Maybe Loyachal is teaching me in Isra. No. If all I had was Sokol, you Sokol, so I would know it's an Avela. An Avela is Mutabana. So I would think that there's an Isra Achilo, but there's a Hetera. No. Loyachal's Marba. What lo yachel always means, which is Isra Achila and Hana. Now, I don't need the Achila piece, but I need the Hana piece. So the Gemara says a very nice Pshat Tova Teretz. If lo yachel is teaching me Isra Achila, then it makes sense that it can teach me Isra Achila and Isra Hana. But hacha Isra Achila misaka yisakal. Here I learned Isra Achila from the word saka yisakal. Diesel gedaytachel Isra Hana who tichsev. So the only thing Lo Yachel could be coming to teach me is this Rana. But it doesn't make sense that the Torah would write Lo Yachel to teach me in this Rana. Because if the Torah wants to teach me in this Rana, then tell me Lo Yehana. So from the fact that the Torah used the word Lo Yachel, it makes sense that it's coming to teach me in this Meaning it's true that Lo Yachel in Kala Torah Kula means Achila and Hana. But it only means Achila and Hana when it's teaching me Achila. Derech Agav, it could teach me Anah. But it doesn't make sense that the Torah would write Lo Yachil simply to teach me in Isra Anah. That makes absolutely no sense. Inami, alternatively, another Torah says Lo Yachil as Besoroi Lomali. Why did the Torah write as Besoroi? It could have just said Lo Yachil. As Besoroi is coming to teach me that Afagav to Shachteke in Basar Aser. That already implies a new halacha. That if you shechted it the way you would ordinarily shecht kosher meat, even then it's going to be aser. So lo yachel is certainly coming to teach me, says the Gemara, that if you shechted the shor haniskal laachas shenigmardina, even though it had a kosher shchita, being that it is a shor haniskal, the halacha is it's aser b'achila. So we'll stop here. We'll just conclude with one classic order from the Michas Chinuch. The Gemara said for a davar pasha that I don't need the Torah to tell me that the shor haniskal is aser b'achila. Why? Was a regular Nevela. What difference is there between a Shara Niskal and a regular animal that you shoot with a rifle that Talach is, then it's also about You want to know what difference there is? I'll tell you what difference there is. There's Gemara The Gemara over there was discussing the Sora Mishtaleach. The infamous Sar Lahazazel said he used to take the Sar and they would knock it down the mountain, it would go tumbling down the mountain and it would die. The Gemara over there says that that Sar Hamishtaleach was not an available. You're allowed to eat it. I never shechted it, says the Gemara. That being that the Torah told you, it commanded you, the way to kill this animal is in that way, it becomes mutalachila. And there's a whole lumdus behind it. What's shechita? Shechita inherently makes it kosher? No, because you follow the Torah's instructions on how you're supposed to kill the animal. That's all shechita is. There's nothing intrinsically different between shechting an animal and shooting an animal. It's just that in one case you're following the commandment of the Torah and the otherwise you just did your own thing. So the Gemara says to the extent that the Torah commanded you to knock it down the mountain Michaz Chenech quotes a Teisvis where Teisvis says the same is true regarding the Eglah Rufa. The Eglah Rufa was also Mutabachilo even though they didn't shech the Eglah Rufa but it's the same Sfarah it's the same concept. So if the Sar Mishtalech is Mutabachilo 
because you're following what the Torah told you to do, and the Eglah Ruf is Motav because you're following what the Torah told you to do, then the Shah and Nischel should also be Motav when you give it Skilah. So what's fake the Gemara? Then why does the Torah have to say, Lo Yochel? It's obvious you're not allowed to eat it. You stoned it. You didn't shecht it. It's a regular novella. No, it's not. Without the Torah saying, Lo Yochel, I would have thought it's no different than the Sar Mishtalech and Eglah Ruf, where as long as I was following the instructions of the Torah, it's going to be Motav What's the Gemara's cash? Machzinik is very bothered. It's at the end of Mitzvah Nun Beis. He says Tmiyah Tuva. It's a classic kasha from the Machzinik.